Hey, welcome to This Week on A Little Better. My name is Daniel. I'll be your host, and we're diving into week two of A Little More On, and we're filling in the blank every single week. This week is on community, the spiritual habit of community. We talk about three different book resources that you could dive into. Uh, One is Dietrich Bonhoeffer's A Life Together, a great uh, resource on Christian community. We also talk about um, Delighting in the Trinity by Michael Reeves, how the the Trinity in itself is a Christian community. And the third resource is the Bible, how the Bible is a great resource to uh, study together. And we hope that this week's episode challenges you to grow not only in your own spiritual walk, but around other people as you seek to get and give biblical community. Remember, our goal on this podcast is to know Jesus better and by the power of his spirit, do better so together we can be a little better. Hey, welcome to A Little Better. Uh, We're super excited to jump into week two of this series, A Little More On, and then we've been filling the blank different every week. This week is on community. Drew, how you feeling? This is your first week back in 2022. I know. It's good to be here, guys. <laughs> it's good to be here. It's been a wild run. We've been rolling. We, had we ran out on. of material. You showed yeah, up we just in time. Ran out. We were, me and I've Brad. been stealing your material, so. <laughs> yeah. What I noticed is when you did pre-preach, you, you cited Brad. I did. And then in, at the 9 o'clock at least, you did not cite Brad. Did, I didn't. No, you at eleven at ten thirty. You did. Oh, okay. Okay, ten thirty. I was it. No, let it a, be known. If if you were at the <laughs> nine o'clock service, Brad was the source of that original you know, quote. At totally. Appreciate. So, did I do it at ten thirty? You did at ten thirty. Yeah. I was at. So you said do it at nine. At nine o'clock, you said if you listen to the podcast, you heard this quote, and then okay. you said the ah. quote. You didn't give. Bradley Files. Brad, I'm I'm seeking you know, your forgiveness <laughs> in community right now. <laughs> Gretchen Rubin, as long as Gretchen Rubin gets credit, yeah. that's fine. She wrote it. I mean, but really, you are the source. Yeah. You know, well, Gretchen well, Rubin is an afterthought. I yeah, was yeah, listening yeah, to the yeah. podcast last week, and I was like, "Man, these guys are good." Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you like you guys are Office fans, but what you quoting that reminded me of is when Michael Scott like does the Wayne Gretzky quote, and then like does Wayne Gretzky. Michael Scott. He, he quotes the quote and then says it himself. But anyways, that's... So a preacher once said, you know, the first time you say so-and-so said, the second time you say, I've as heard it often it. said, as, and the third time is, as, you've like of, as I've often said. <laughs> as I've said. <laughs> it's pretty much true about everything, though, honestly. Oh, yeah. It's not what you steal. It's, yeah. you know, it's not good. that you steal. It's what you steal. Right? That's right. Right. So, so, guys, before we dive in, I was curious. Uh, we've been going through these 40 days of prayer. Uh, what have you guys been praying for? Like, what's something that God's like really put on your heart to to be praying about, or you spent time praying in? I've been praying. Well, so Karen and I started off the year with a Tim Keller devotional mm-hmm. on that goes through the Book of Proverbs in a year. I had been impressed with a sermon series of his on Proverbs. Got this book. Karen and I are going through it. But our prayer, you know, so <clears throat> that primary prayer is that I would grow in wisdom. Mm. Um, and we're also praying it for our kids, you know, and I, but you know, it's not just like, oh, those kids, you know, <laughs> you don't want to be entirely other focus. I mean, the mirror has to be very clear yeah. because mm. it's just, you know, everything that comes up in there is say obstinate mocker, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I do all those mm. things, but, uh, but yes, pray to grow 
in wisdom. And Karen and I are looking at transitions you know, in our lives. We turned mm. 60 this year. And mm. so there's different look things good on the horizon. Look good. Uh, look good. Uh, <laughs> hanging in there. Hanging in there. <laughs> wisdom. Pray, you know, praying wisdom. for wisdom. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think for me, uh, my prayers are kind of in categories, so I'll give you two. One is just family. Obviously, mm-hmm. Ashley's 34 weeks pregnant. She's been mm-hmm. sick, so just protection and yeah. you know a healthy baby and a new addition to our family and just all that goes with that. And then for the church, I think it would be <clears throat> wisdom in the sense of, you know, the church is changing and knowing what to change, mm-hmm. what not to change, how to lead out in the future of just this ever-changing culture and season of how things are changing. So mm-hmm. knowing what's right, what's to hold fast to, what's to change and all those things. So nice. That's nice. Big challenge. That's awesome. For for us, we've been praying a lot around uh, just our growing family. We just had a new addition. Um, and so praying just like for mostly for rest, you know, um, some sleep, that'd be nice. Um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that'd be good. Uh, but then the other thing that I've really been praying for is the guys in our community group, you know, our community group's shifting a little bit. Um, and all of them are young dads who are all like, basically our growth goals are the same every year mm-hmm. or every trimester of like, I want to do better. I want to do better, um, of giving them, you know, um, courage to lead their families well mm-hmm. and, uh, to, to not just like continue to strive to say do better but do something you know mm-hmm. um yeah. inside of that so nice right. all right drew sermon in 60 i think i should do this easily in 60 seconds so we talked about the habit of biblical community mm-hmm. biblical community is when you're surrounded with people who apply the bible help you apply the bible you build healthy relationships not the expectations that you have but the relationships that are there social mm-hmm. you know personal and maybe intimate if you're lucky intimate in your group and then you care for one another. And the way we do that is we are there for each other, but we also push and challenge and hold each other accountable. And so we need this uh, habit in our life. If we're truly going to change, this might be, you know, prayer is very important. They all mm-hmm. play intricate parts. Mm-hmm. It's hard to like go on a limb and be dr- dramatic and be like this, but like a community is such mm-hmm. a vital thing in your life. You know, you can pray, 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 pray and do life alone and you might never change, right? Mm-hmm. Prayer is powerful, don't get me wrong, but like yeah. these things work and woe, uh, God's like woven them together to create change in us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, groups is my love yeah. language. Yeah. I mean, I've been, it's been, I can clearly remember our first group 30 years ago. It's been mm. 30 years of group. <laughs> wow. For Karen and I, it's been 15 years of groups at Northridge and just seen tremendous growth and just tremendous stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm addicted to the stories, right? That's what we all want to see. And think about how many baptisms go up there. Almost mm-hmm. every one of them yeah. talks about their community group. Yeah, you know, for sure. Or a starting, starting point. Yeah. Or but a starting point, yeah, which that, is another flavor group. of yeah. group. It yeah. is a group. It's another yeah, group. Another community, yeah. right? It's you know, We don't say, go read this book and get back to us, right? I mean, <laughs> mm. but uh, yeah, I have, for me, and, and that transformation, I mean, it's not just another, you know, uh, study. It's not just, you know, it's it's being with people. It's mm. doing life together. And I love the fact that uh, like 80 to 90% of our groups will discuss the sermon, yeah. which I think is awesome. Because if you show up on Sunday morning, you know, great sermon. And you'll walk away thinking it was great. But it is very hard for that sermon to stick unless you revisit it. Yep. You get a chance to revisit it in group. And then also have people who you know asking pointed questions about how that looks in your life. Yep. What changes that's really going to make. But uh, but just to show up in group and to be with other people, 
uh, I don't want to say magic happens. I mean, the Holy Spirit happens. Yeah. And for a lot of people, they're like, I wish we'd study the Bible more. That's where they come in with the initial expectation, and then they mm. realize it's not about that. We get great study, you yep. know, on Sunday morning. Mm. The, mm-hmm. You set an awesome table, you know, and then we get to, like, continue the feast. Yep. Well, I think the, the that's the thing about group that is so awesome is it takes Sunday into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right. Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the, the greatest rude awakening I experience every week is the reality that, you can preach a sermon for 30 minutes and mm-hmm. people love it, right? Yeah, They're they like, do. yes, that's great. They forget it the next day. Mm-hmm. Oh, they do. It's 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 right. frustrating. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. but I'm the same way, right? When I listen to a sermon, it's like, oh, what that guy talk about? Well, this, you know, and I, what You're group that farmer does, scattering seeds, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, what 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 group does is it makes a sermon personal. Yes. Right? It's no longer a guy on a stage talking to me, mm-hmm. preaching to me, with me. It's I'm with my family and we're talking and grinding out the sermon. And right. I think that's where change is produced. Right. And the people who show up they're answering questions that no one else can. I mean, that's, I mean, the discussions are not about how well did you remember the sermon. They're right. not examinations. <laughs> they're not fact or content based. Yep. They're questions that only you can answer. Mm-hmm. Like, what was important to you? I don't know. Yeah. And then why was that important to you? I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't even know that. I could even make guesses about that. And then to just really say, well, what does that look like in your life? Mm-hmm. You know, but just those questions, you know, those aren't like, what three points, you know, did Drew preach? But those mm-hmm. are, what is the word doing in your life? Yeah. yeah. And the spirit of God, right? Mm-hmm. That's the amazing part about the spirit of God is you can talk to a hundred people who hear the same message and it hits them a hundred different ways. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. That's why that question, and that's, those are the good questions that I don't know the answer to. Mm-hmm. Right? If I know yeah. the answer, just give me the answer. Right. Exactly. Okay, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Pray, you read your Bible, go to church. The, yeah. Yeah, you want to impress us with your knowledge, your yeah. memory, or your... Get all those fancy words you learned out. Fine, do it. But don't turn it into a question. Mm. You know, the question is, hey, I want to know you. Mm. Yeah, that's good. What uh, you guys have talked a lot about, like the all the positive sides of a group. Mm-hmm. Uh, talked if you can just briefly, and I just feel like comparing, and contrasting, but what a Bible study versus a community group is. Like, mm-hmm. What would be some of the the downsides of if we just had like Bible study style groups? Yeah. Exclusively, if you want to say it like that. I mean, there's a number of challenges. One thing is, like, a Bible study depends on a good teacher, right? Mm -hmm. A Bible study, well, first off, it depends on new content. I love the fact that our group leaders can show up, and it's like they don't have to bring new content. Mm. You know, again, a great, you know, presentation was made on Sunday. They get to respond to that, and everyone else heard it, too. But, I mean, to bring new content, you know, in, in a Bible study, but more it's like, in a Bible study, you want that good teacher, right? So, and those are rare. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that, I mean, I think that probably um, one in a hundred people, you know, can teach well. Right. You know, one in a thousand is really awesomely gifted. But if we're talking about a ratio of 10 to one in group, it's like one out of 10 teachers, that's not great quality. <laughs> that's okay. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if they are good, then people are stuck with them, right? They show up to get from them, you mm-hmm. know, instead. And, but if instead it's a shepherd, it's a facilitator, it's an encourager mm-hmm. um, of that group, 
10 to 1 is a great ratio. There's 10 to, you know, 1 out of 10 people hugely encouraging, you know, very caring. And basically, that's what they're doing. They're providing a safe place to be mm-hmm. and for people to show up. So, the you know, the Bible says it's not about new content or a gifted teacher, but it's about reacting, yeah. you know, and digesting what has what has already been served. And you need a place where people are feel safe to share. They don't feel safe to share if someone is impressing them, right? right? There's yeah. this gift. And that's sometimes our challenge with staff, right? We have pastors mm-hmm. who are great teachers, yeah. right? And then yeah. we put them in groups. And even the group members, they want to hear from them because mm-hmm. they know they're great teachers and stuff, yeah. and they have to pull back, and they have to say, no, 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 we're here for you. Yeah. you know, I want to know, you know what God is doing in your life, what you need now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, I, I think that's all spot on. I also think, one, let me just say this. There's nothing wrong with a Bible study. Absolutely. Okay, right, yeah, you know, I, sure. We're not attacking Bible studies. <laughs> the question was asked, what's the pros and cons? Yeah, so right. I think with a Bible study, what's... This this a Bible study is usually to grow in knowledge, mm-hmm. right? So dive deeper into the Word, which is a very good thing. Um, the con of that is you just focus on knowledge. You get puffed up with information. Mm-hmm. Um, a group is more designed not to be puffed up with information. It's to take the information that was already given and apply it to your life. Right. Let it change you. Mm-hmm. Become a doer of God's Word, not just a hearer. And so that's one, a group is we're doing life together. We're being transformed together. And so Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of information that's going in your head, but there's a lot of application and challenge to take the word of God and live it out. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I love about our groups. And what you said is you're right. If you got a Bible study, you need someone who can actually lead it, who's been trained, who's not going to be a heretic, who's been... What I love about our groups is as you grow and as you change, it gives people a lot of room to grow grow in leadership and mm. not only be changed, but help lead people to change. Yes. Yeah. And to me, that's the great commission and the mm-hmm. great commandment, right? Love God and love your neighbor. And th- I think the best way we love our neighbor is, you know, not not only te- teaching them the Bible, but like helping the Bible change their life. Yeah, we've seen it. I mean, we consider groups a leadership factory. Yeah. I mean, I've seen them go from seven groups and we started 15 years ago to 90 plus, but you know, volunteers who become group leaders and some of them, you know, they're, they're pulled, you know, strongly into it. They don't think they can do it, but they're, Mm. they're often thinking about the wrong gifts when they want to say no. And other people see the right gifts Mm. in them, which is you love people. You know, we talk about fat leaders. They're faithful, available, and teachable. Okay. But they, but we, there's the people that, you know, I don't, you know, the kind of leader you're thinking of, we don't want that leader. That would <laughs> right. be bad for us. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. would not be the place to create a, you know, the person to create a safe space yeah. for yeah. people to really open up to one yep. another. And care. I think care is another yeah. pro of community group versus Bible study. Mm-hmm. Bible study is really not community. Mm-hmm. You're coming together. There's some community. You meet mm-hmm. new yeah. people. But the goal is to learn the Bible. That's mm-hmm. pretty much it. Yeah. In a community group, it's to share life. It's mm-hmm. to grow in relationship. Right. And that C part, a Bible study, you're not getting cared for. Yeah. In a community group, you're getting cared. You're getting people who are going to be there, you know, love you, care for you, ups and downs, but also hold you accountable. Right. I've been to a lot of Bible studies in my life. No one has ever called me and be like, are you living that passage out? <laughs> you, 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 I, I know we learned about this, but how's that going to change your life? It's yeah. more information-based. Yeah, and that's what I, I think 
Drew, you were hitting on something that the the Bible's idea of knowledge is if it goes from the full spectrum of knowing information to experiencing or living something yeah. out, um, and we miss it, we fall short of it when we only want just the nugget. The, mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good nugget of information. Mm-hmm. Um, how many times have we been in a conversation and somebody just pulls a random fact out of their hat and you're like, what are you ever going to do with that? Like, why do you know how many Legos mm-hmm. are shipped out every day from the Lego factory? It's like, you'll do nothing with that content, that information. Uh, and that's the same way when we when we boil down like the Bible to like, I just want to know more facts. Right. Um, yeah, I when, think that's yeah. one of the greatest for lack of a better word, pandemic of mature Christians yeah. is this desire to learn something new. Mm-hmm. And in any trade, like right now I'm working in construction, I'm not trying to learn new things. I'm trying to master the things I already know. Mm. And I think that at, a, at at maturity, that's where you become mature and, and deep in your walk with God is you probably know way more than you're ever going to master. Mm. Right. So master the things you don't have masters, and I think that's where you grow in depth. Yeah, yeah. And, and growing in depth. One one thing you could uh, just a resource that we'll put in the show notes as well. Paul Tripp just put out a book literally last month called "Do You Believe?" Um, and he, he, I think he walks through. I haven't picked it up yet. It's on my bookshelf, like to read um, coming up in the next couple of books. But it basically walks through like twelve ancient doctrines. Adam Coggin, our counseling pastor, recommended it to me. It says like. Basically, the premise of the book is, what if you actually lived out these 12 simple truths that you claim to believe from Scripture? Mm. Like, what if you actually lived like these were true mm-hmm. the way that you say you believe they're true? Yeah. Um, and so it's called Do You Believe by Paul Tripp, and so it's a good resource. Uh, so let's spend the next 10 or 15 minutes, so the last that we have the show, uh, talking about the why we need to do this or do this thing called the Christian life in community. And there could be a whole premise of things like studying scripture in the context of community, applying the Bible in the context of community, caring um, and strengthening one another, that we could walk through the ABCs. Why is it so important to do these things in the context of community? Um, And specifically, why is this inside the spiritual habit series at all? Like, why is community one of the habits? Well, it's obvious. It's the practice and command of scripture, right? Mm. I mean, the, the the Bible is the story of the people of God, mm. right? But mm. now there's we always focus in on individuals and great stories, but they're always, you know, in community. And even the command, you know, um, encourage one another. Yeah. You know. <laughs> all the one another's. Like, all, all the, the one, one another's, another's in the New you Testament, know, right? You loaded up in the New Testament, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you just, and Jesus' practice, right? I mean, he gathered a few, he invested heavily in those 12. Yeah. You know, you see all the circles, right? There's mm-hmm. the the 70 disciples. There's the big crowds, and then there's the 70 disciples. There's the 12 disciples, and even among the 12, there's three. the three, mm-hmm. right, that are really invested in. And then, you know, Paul... Peter, they all pick up that practice. Yeah. Um, it's all about just that intense time mm-hmm. with a few. That's yeah. one thing. I mean, that's the... He, being alone, it's like what Solomon said. It's horrible. <laughs> it's it's you can't awful. even cuddle with anybody all by yourself. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. You can't even lie down and get warm. <laughs> right? And, and I, it, like, I don't know why we don't 
like live this out. I, I think we our natural sinful nature tries to withdraw us mm. because we feel safer there. Like we're yeah. you know vulnerability is not something that usually feels good at first. Yeah. Um. And it's like you said, Brad. You read the Bible. Community is woven throughout. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we even said this in pre-preach, right? God Himself lives in a unique community, right? Yeah, in the, the Trinity. Trinity. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got three persons, one God, and mm-hmm. so you see community everywhere in the Bible, and it's just better for your life. If you just take God out of it for a second, any person who has, like, is just thinking straight is going to say, you're going to need people in your life, Mm -hmm. right? When things go bad and when things go good and when you need wisdom, like, you just can't do life alone. Right. Well, you Mm -hmm. said in the sermon, right? I mean, with the isolation, we've seen incredible (laughs) isolation in the pandemic. What happens? Anxiety increases, suicide increases. All these negative things. Depression, you know, all these things. Yeah. Just think about your life, right? When, when something is hard or difficult, right? And you have someone who comes and just literally just gives you a hug and says, it's all right. Mm -hmm. How good does that feel Mm -hmm. when you're alone? You have none of that. You you just sit in your empty, scary thoughts, right. and or they I, grow. Yeah, or I struggle with that too. I mean that that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think that I think that kind of transparency in group, especially from the leaders, not someone who's got it all together, mm-hmm. but the people who say, "Hey, I've struggled." Maybe my struggles are different. You know, and, and and a lot of times they get to say, "I you know I did struggle with that," and here's how God helped mm-hmm. me. I mean, that's even mm-hmm. better. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we could even bring the. God back into the equation, right? We because should. We, we should probably bring God back into the equation. Um, <laughs> but the the reality is, is there's a specific type of community that you talked about on Sunday that we need. Uh, because let's let's be honest, like Facebook's doing this great marketing oh. campaign with their groups, mm-hmm. uh, basically saying like you could get into whatever kind of echo chamber you want to just bolster your way of life to say that you're right. However you think, whatever, whether it's like. Plumbers, you know, yeah. you know, Rochester plumbers, you know, probably have a Facebook group, all the way to all different types of lifestyles. But we're talking about a specific type of community, not one that just says, hey, go and, you know, live out your truth, go and do your thing. Right. We're actually talking about a type of community that's going to tell you things you don't like to hear, yeah. which <laughs> is not the world's, you know, vision of, of community at all. Mm. So why is... You talked about biblical community, which help you apply the Bible, build relationship, and care. And you you, you keep throwing around the word accountability. Yeah. Why is that type of community what we really need in our lives? Because what is it's what produces change. Absolutely. You know, it, someone who calls you out. It's never fun. Who you know does it kind, even in the nicest of ways, right? It's never fun. It's hard. But I think of all the times where my wife, my friends have looked at me and said, "Dude." This isn't right. You shouldn't do this. Mm. Right. At first I'm like, don't talk, don't tell me what you I'm the pastor. <laughs> Come on, you know? But you sit back and yeah. you're like, they're right. Mm. And yeah. guess what that does? That's the uh-huh. beginning of change. Yeah. Right. And we need that in our lives because we have blind spots like everywhere. Yeah. And sometimes it takes them. somebody to see something. And I think this type of community produces the most significant change in people's lives. Yeah, I think fear and pride are those things that will keep us away. Because we want other people to see us, 
you know, mm-hmm. in the best possible way. The they <laughs> want us to think like, oh, wow, think, Brad is amazing. Think what you post on Facebook. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you are transparent about your struggles on Facebook, it's not a great place to work it out. Everyone but mutes mo- you or unfriend you. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah, But everyone's putting up... The, <laughs> not another long post. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. Not your diary, okay? Everyone's putting up the matching pajamas Christmas yeah, pictures, right? right? Yeah. And the, my life looks good, you know, yeah. sort of thing. But it's that... it's it, to it's the submission, it's the humility mm. that comes with biblical community, especially even on Sunday morning. To step into the space of mm. our auditorium means I'm giving up a little control. Yeah. Right? I'm going to sit here. There's no pause button or fast forward. I'm, and that's a little scary for people, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Am I going to come in? What are they going to do? How weird are they going to be? What are they going to ask of me? Right? And people have those same questions when they come into group. So that fear might keep you out and also the pride i don't want people telling me what to do but yeah. to submit mm. to face to face but oh boy face to face is just so much better yeah. it yeah. is where the yeah. love happens i mean you're scared right but what we're yeah. you know kind yeah. of sup- hope you will be surprised yeah. by the love the encouragement and a safe place safe. i think people yeah. are like they might not even recognize it but everybody's looking for a safe place to to talk with somebody, mm-hmm. right? That's why, you know, you call a counselor today. They're all booked, right? They, yeah. There's waiting lists, right? Because yeah. people are just longing and waiting for someone who they can trust, mm-hmm. someone who they can know, where they can just say, yo, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And don't tell anybody, okay? What yeah. I love our groups provide a safe place for yes, that yeah, absolutely. where this is not, Hey, come and tell us what's wrong with you and we'll fix you. Right. No, this is, Hey, you can come and build relationships. That's yeah. important because I ain't telling you anything if I don't know right. you, mm-hmm. but we build healthy relationships. We earn trust so that we together can be like, Hey, I'm struggling with this. Will you help me? And Oh, Hey, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? And mm-hmm. Hey, I won in this battle. Let me celebrate you. Mm-hmm. And it's just this beautiful, safe space where we can grow together. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I, I think it would boil down to, like, there's one trait in the Christian life that is so underplayed or under-talked about, which I think is honesty. Mm. You know, mm. like, and that's the only way any of this is you're possible right. that we're talking yeah. about. Of, yeah. Like, being honest with each other in the sense of, like, where you're at and what you actually struggle with. Um, you know, we talked about First John 1, 9 before we jumped on, which says, if we confess our sins... Mm-hmm. He is faithful and righteous to forgive us. Yeah. If we confess, if we're honest enough to actually say that we have struggle, you know, but John mm. says right before that, if we say we have no sin, we're liars yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> and the truth is not in us. Um, and Jesus says the woman at the well in John four twenty four, I think that those who worship him will worship him in spirit and in truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times we look at that word truth and, and think it's about knowledge or information, but I think it's just right at the core of like honesty. of honesty. Yeah. You know, not like the Pharisees who put on this facade or this, you know, religious veil, but we who are being truthful about who we are, where we're at, um, and where we're, we want to go, because if we're never honest with where we are at, we'll never get to the place where we want to be. Yeah, some of us are scared, and we do project, you know, yeah. a false positive persona. Yeah. But for most of us... We project that positive persona without meaning to, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. People just assume we have it all together. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, you, walk in, you walk into a crowd, and yeah. I, I really hope, I mean, that's the, you know, people need to learn when they walk in the door that we're broken too, you know, yeah. that we live in a broken world. I think that's one of the benefits of the pandemic. It kind of shattered that myth, you know, mm-hmm. that we can build a perfect world, you yeah. know. 
And you can surround yourself with all the self-help literature and the success literature. And there's great stuff, you know, sure. you know, out there. But do not be seduced by the myth that, you know, you do all the right things and it, it, you know, it can be perfect and mm. there's other perfect people to be like. Yeah. Yeah, Brett, I love that. Um, I want to talk about, before we end the show, uh, is that quote that you gave by D- Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Where where did you find Did you find that in a book specifically or just? That was gold. That I was, never heard that, that was like one. the that best quote awesome. ever. Guys, yeah. I read that while I was prepping and I asked the same question. I was like, where did I get that? I just, it, I write this. Was that they, in Life Together? I know that's like one of his, fam- <clears throat> his famous like books on Christian community is like Life Together. Okay. This is the know. problem with writing sermons so far in advance. <laughs> you come back to it and you're like, who wrote this thing? <laughs> Man, you know? this is awesome. I read that. It was like perfect. I think that quote is so perfect to what people do with community groups too. Right, the expectations. (laughs) Right, we. It's like with anything, we have expectations. When they don't meet those expectations, it Uh it that what we were hoping for is destroyed. And I think so many people do this when they join a group. They are thinking, "I'm diving into these." I'm getting best friends, right? My group is going to be my best friends. And that, I'm not saying that couldn't happen. It's probably not likely. You're going to find friends. And you might find one person who becomes a close friend or a couple that becomes a close friend. But really, again, what we're, we're not after in community groups is best friends. We're Mm -hmm. after biblical change, Mm -hmm. biblical community. And so I think people think in, in our society today, I got to be your best friend to serve you, to love you, to care for you, to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. I don't. Right? I don't have to be. I have to have a place in your life, a relationship with you. And I think we have to broaden our definition of friend bigger, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think if we did that, it would help us in our groups because I think friend is someone who you hang out with a little bit but someone who cares enough about you to challenge you, to be there for you. And I, I think we think friend is someone who I share. Like, I like being around. Mm-hmm. We have common ground. Like, we, we like talking about the same things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that in society, that's a friend, right? Someone who I want to be with and someone who, you know, we, we have. I, w- I want friends that actually care about me, right? Mm-hmm. They want to be around me, obviously. But. They also want to see me become a better husband, a better mm-hmm. yeah. man, a better follower of Christ. Above any of those things, we don't have to have anything in common. If you want that for me in my life, we can be friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I, I, I think that. Sorry, I interrupted, but I think that's what separates like Christian community from every other type of friendship, right? We could have common ground being Jesus. Yeah, and that's enough. That's, that's all we need, right? Yes. It's like, and that's like super cliche, but honestly, like if we have common ground of Jesus, then I can care. About you, I could I couldn't care less about the cowboys or woodworking, but we could easy, I could easy I could now, hear you easy. talk about it. I could listen to you talk about <laughs> right. those things like and learn from you because I think of all of our close relationships here, man. Nobody grew up on a farm or knows facts about pigs like I do. Like, <laughs> and but like they like they at least listen to when I talk about that stuff and the stuff that they talk about that they enjoy. Like I listen and I'm I'm genuinely interested because I care about them as people, as husbands, as fathers, and I want to, you know, grow in our relationship together. Yeah, we so. talk about the polarization and fracturing coming to, you know, part, you know, in this country, you know, racially, economically, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, through biblical community, and then that shared passion for Christ mm. primarily, but mm. but the effect of that being biblical change, right? Anyone who gazes on Christ, that's what's yeah. going to happen. Your life's going to be changed. But this is the place where that CEO and a homeless man, you know, yeah. can find common yeah. ground, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And could actually have a genuine relationship if they're humble at the feet of the cross. Yeah. 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 And, and if they jump into a community group, right? right. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of A Little Better. Uh, and just remember, if you're in the Rochester area and you're part of Northridge Church uh, or you've been coming a while and you're not in a community group, we'd love for you to jump into one. Yeah. You can go to iwant.info, Northridge app, Northridge website, which is northridgerochester.com, and jump into a community group. We'd love to see uh, and hear about how God is changing you through the spiritual habit of community. Until next week, we'll see you again.